This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we are live. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome back to the show. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious? I hope you're making it a good one. Tell me that intro song by the Doobster, Doobie Lane, does not make you feel like baseball is around the corner. I hope so. Especially if you grew up around Franklinton, Louisiana. It sure, it sure does. Everyone joining us on YouTube and Twitter. That's right. We are live on BRDL Media Twitter. Go ahead and hit that like and hit that share. We greatly greatly appreciate it everyone inside twitter everyone inside youtube and everyone inside of facebook we greatly greatly appreciate it hit that like hit that share share it to your page share it to some groups we greatly appreciate it matt zumo what's going on my man he said it ain't me doobie maybe change that song right before we started i was gonna go bruno mars 24 karat magic in the air. <laughs> Good call, Doobie. It seems like some people like it. But nevertheless, we got a good show in store for you today. LSU loses a key member to their football program. Not who you're thinking. We're going to touch on that. SEC football tiers. I saw College Football Blitz put out something that we're going to talk about that was completely trash and irrelevant and why no one really likes them. LSU quarterback talk. I saw something interesting today. LSU has not developed a quarterback that has not been a transfer since Matt Flynn. We're going to touch on that. And also, the NCAA. Like I told you one week ago, as I mentioned right here live on this show, the NCAA is under fire. I told you when the NIL, name, image, and likeness for everyone that's joining us, name, image, and likeness. They were going to be under fire. They certainly are, but we're going to touch on that as well. But guys, as we already know, if you've been watching the show, today's show is sponsored by GM Varnado and Sons. They have been faithfully serving Baton Rouge and Denham Springs area over 62 years. They take so much pride in their work to earn your business. They are ready to assist you in every automotive and big rig need. They have very highly trained technicians for AC work, drivetrain repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome, excuse me, motorhome chassis, oil changes. Whatever you need, they're going to get it done. Level level kit. If you need a lift kit, new tires, new wheels, anything, honestly, they're going to take care of you. Call GM Varnado and Sons, Trey Varnado, Mr. GM. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Those guys are amazing. Look, there's no one else that I trust my vehicle with more than GM, Varnado, and Sons. Everyone that's joined us, please hit that like and share. Corey Collette. What's up, my man? My dude, the 10th man. Always, brother. Always. But we're going to start off with breaking news. So everyone all, well... 
most of you on Twitter and YouTube, everyone on Facebook. Hit that like and hit that share because we have some breaking news we're going to share. Will Stout, the media coordinator that everyone came familiar with with LSU, is leaving Louisiana State University and is going to USC. Now, you might be asking yourself, who is Will Stout? If you don't already know, but Will Stout is the individual who made all the LSU hype videos last year when LSU went 15 and 0, won the national title. Absolutely obliterated everybody. But Will Stout, Will Stout was a part of something that we have not seen in the modern era and something that we have not seen. LSU do. Now, under Les Miles and under the old regime, Joe Oliva, LSU was not media savvy. (laughs) They were bad. They were trying to chip stone like Moses back in the Bible days for their social media. But then Scott Woodward comes in and a guy named Ed Orsron, and they completely go after, and Derek Panamski, you got to give him a little bit of credit, but goes after social media and the engagement, and they go and get a guy by Will Stout. Now, Will was with LSU Gymnastics as I talked to him. He was not able to come on. I very much tried to have him on tonight. But Will Stout actually was with LSU Gymnastics and a guy by the name of Cody Warsham, who we all know and love, asked him to come over to football. So why was Will Stout such a big deal to LSU Athletics? 32 million views of total on all social media platforms for LSU hype videos. So not only did they have more views than some late night television, not only did they have more engagements than some late night television in primetime, not only did they have more views than Ohio State Michigan football game last year. And it was all orchestrated by a video constructed by no one other than Will Stout. Now, Will came out with a statement today and said that being in Los Angeles was a, was a dream of his. And why not? A video editor, a video editor and a, a guy who wants to make movies wants to go to Los Angeles. That's not that big of a shocker. But Will Stout did something that we have not seen in the modern era. Now, think of the individuals. Think of the individuals. Sam Bacon, I just got your text. I appreciate it. I can't use it. I'm using my lovely phone here as the visual, but I'll catch it. I'll catch it. But Will Stout did something that I didn't think was possible. With guys like Anthony Anthony Mackey, the new Captain America, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Tim McGraw, Booger McFarlane, Jamal Adams. All of these individuals wanted to be on a video, a hype video that Will Stout made. Bootsy Bad, you know what the last name is, the the prestige rapper out of Baton Rouge. Everyone remembers the Joe Burrow Heisman video. Said that Will Stout is the best producer that he's ever seen. Now, you may be asking the question, well, Blake, why in the blue hell are you talking about Will Stout and LSU football? Trey Varnado, what's going on? 
Everyone, like and love Trey Varnado. As we just mentioned, GM Varnado and Sons, our main sponsor. Trey, what's going on? But you may be asking yourself why this Will Stout news is such a big deal. Recruiting. Recruiting. Someone could come to LSU, and when you have 6.4 million views on one video, one hype video, and a very selective section of sports, that's why it's a big deal. Corey Collette, Hope Stouts enjoys making hype videos for a team that's going seventh. <laughs> if they even play football next uh, this year, Corey, CC, my man. Stephen Miller, what's going on? But it's a big deal when it comes to recruiting and the engagement and the national brand that LSU is building. A kid out in California, a kid out in the state of Washington, a kid out in Washington, D.C., Virginia, gets a hold of this video and watches it and says, you know what? This gets me hype. Let's go play for Louisiana State. And what is LSU doing in recruiting again? Now that little state of Louisiana is a little down in recruiting, Oh, that's right. Ed Orgeron, like I told you yesterday, is doing what Les Miles refused to. Recruiting nationally. So when I sit here and think of it, Will Stout is a big blow. A very big blow for LSU. But we will miss him. We will desperately miss him. Sam Bacon says, so you're saying Mason and Foreman won't come to LSU based off a hype video? Hashtag, are you serious? No, I'm not saying that. Uh-oh. Oh. Well, I hope, my, I hope my lights don't go out. If you just saw a flicker, and if we're flickering, hopefully my breaker. But Sam Bacon, no, that's not what I'm saying. Not those two individuals. Not an individual from the state of Louisiana who has a tie to Corey Foreman. But I believe that just as a national brand, it puts more around you to build that. Alabama has done it with titles. Clemson has done it with titles. Oregon, you know, years ago was doing it with the, with the new Nike uniforms and the whole layout that every player gets a jacuzzi and every, every player gets their own ice bath. People are doing it in all the same ways, but it's a national... <laughs> Doobie Lane on the ones and twos says that Alabama uses Ancestry.com. I believe you said Alabama, correct? Alabama uses CousinsOnly.com. Coach Josh Taylor, one of my favorite coaches of all time, Franklin High School, says the rock narrating the LSU videos got me hyped. Coach, were you going to run through a wall? I could see you run through a wall, Coach. I could see you running through a wall. But does it not? It gets the fan base engaged. It gets the players engaged. And to me, it's a national brand. Sam, you make a good point. You make a very, very good point that it's not going to sway the top, t the top kids, the top kids in recruiting, but I think it gives you a better national brand. So when someone thinks and hears of LSU, they can look back at that as a reference. We all sit here in the state of Louisiana thinking, oh, well, LSU is a national brand. They just won the national title. Ask a kid in Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, California. Yes, LSU won the national title, 
But at the end of the day, they have to be a bigger brand nationally, like in Alabama. That's all you serious. Sam Bacon says, send LSU your resume ASAP, AYS, to the rescue. Well, I would send him my resume, but it might get flagged for coronavirus. That's just my luck. I'm sure somehow, some way, Billy and Body would make sure it got misplaced. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, look, at the end of the day, Will Stout's a big deal. He made a lot of videos that had a lot of views. 32 million views from the start of the season to the end of the season is a very big deal. A very big deal. Think about it in this scenario. Ohio State, Michigan didn't have as many views consecutively or total or total than what one Will Stout video made on Twitter. <laughs> he had more views on Twitter, not the entire platform, the, the, not the one with The Rock, but the one with Anthony Mackie before the, before the national title. It's engagement. Josh Taylor, Coach Josh Taylor says, makes me want to beat Brett Beer with a baseball bat. Stephen Miller. I see Stephen Miller inside Facebook Live. I got to give a special shout out. My boy Stephen Miller sent me a text today. My boy Stephen Miller in quarantine has been doing a lot of fishing. Now his son, who, who you better watch out for, might be one of the best baseball players that we could see coming up in the Little League. Sutton, what's going on, man? I see you've been catching some fish. I see that you ripping lips. Stephen Miller, Sutton, what's going on? We appreciate you joining the show. But I just thought it was a big loss. I thought it was a very, very big loss. Jacob Samuelson says, Stephen Miller, you're doing way too much fishing. I think Jacob... I think, Jacob, you're a little jealous. Now, Jacob Leonard says, what about Matt... Turnquist, it's a big deal. I, I not gonna I mentioned it, but if I would have if I would have talked about Matt in that scenario, no one would have known who I'm talking about. People know the people know Will Stout, but you make a very good point. Uh oh, Steven. Uh oh, people coming after you that you're not that you're not letting people come fishing with you. <laughs> how is it that how is it that your son and your wife's out fishing a boy. Hey, my wife did the same thing. We went uh, to Bay St. Louis at our camp or at our uncle's camp in Bay St. Louis, and she outfished me. I, I, I can't say anything. So, oh, yeah? Doobie said they used to have a camp over there, too. Sutton, what's, go what's going on, man? We greatly appreciate y'all joining the show. But something that I really wanted to get into and something I'm probably going to lose my mind on is I'm not sure if you guys saw the SEC or College Football Blitz on Twitter posted the SEC football tiers on every school and which tier that they're ranked at. Now I'm about to lose my mind. Before we get to that, though, that segment's going to be brought to you by Mike, Be Mike Bazile Financial Advisors. For all things financial, family planning, retirement planning, business planning, insurance planning, call Mike Bazile. If you live for it, you better plan for it. Call Mike Bazile today, 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. Call Mike Bazile today. Off that, we are taking some more sponsors. 
We are taking some more sponsors. We're still working out the details on some of those sponsors. We had some. We're gonna they're gonna keep coming. We're still working out the details of some, but if you have a small business, hit us up. But getting back to it, Stephen Miller says, I'll leave the gate open, just bring some cold refreshments. I'll bring all the cold refreshments. <laughs> Sam Bacon said that he's bringing all the natty lights that Lafayette has, and he's coming to come fishing with you, Stephen. Blaine Smith, what's going on? LSU set the bar. I think Florida State has their eye on our town. <laughs> Good thing. But College Football Blitz, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. If you need me to, I will share it. But they came out with these five tiers of teams of the SEC. Now, tier one being elite, tier two being contenders, tier three good, four average, five trash. Now, in tier one, there were two teams that I was okay with them having in the tier, in tier one as elite. Now, obviously, Alabama being number one. Alabama being number one is definitely going to be elite. But then I look at number one, and Paul Rapolo, I see you joining. What's going on, man? He says, Florida. Well, is Florida elite right now? I don't know. I mean, what have they really won for us lately? So to say that Florida is elite right now, I'm not going to go there. I could see where they were possibly coming from. Florida's not elite right now. Some of you are going to get on me. I said I saw that he had University of Georgia. The Bulldogs were up there, and I agree with that. And I'm going to go through my list. But there was no LSU. Now, instead of me sitting here going on a tirade about ripping college football blitz because they know nothing about football in this tiers of what they just did, let me tell you the tiers that they have. So, number one, he has Bama, Florida, Georgia. Two, as contenders, LSU-Auburn. Three, Texas A&M and Tennessee. Four that are average, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina, and Mississippi. And trash, Arkansas, and Vandy. Hmm. Well, to... Well, I don't... Doobie said you should strike Georgia with LSU, but they've got to a national title. When we're talking about tiers, and they've won... They've they have won an SEC title. Yeah, but nineteen what eighty versus two thousand seven or eight. Are you are you um Yeah, I'm are in. You in? I'm in. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. But we're not talking about a national program. We're talking about an SEC program. I get I guess I guess you could be right. I guess you could be right. But one thing Georgia hasn't done is have losing seasons like in the past that Florida did. Now he made a comment, and let me let let's preface this though, Doobie, which you bring a good point. Is he's talking in the last in the last decade? Okay, so since two thousand and nine, you could say the early part of Florida, you could say the early part of Florida they had some good seasons, but they've had a lot of bad ones too. Yeah, I can agree on that. When, like the end of Muschamp. Well, Muschamp in general was pretty bad for him. Muschamp was horrible. I mean, John Adam brings up a good point on Facebook, says that was 4-7 and seven elite. Georgia's never done that. Yeah, and Mac- McElwain started out kind of strong and then fell off pretty quick. And that's the point. And that's the point. So, 
to get to some of y'all's comments, Holden Lee says, I think our shoekeeper might be signing with Bama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jacob says, someday I'll, they'll lean that Tennessee is overhyped. Tennessee's making a little bit of a push. I hear my wife in there. I hope she's watching Are You Serious? I hope my wife was watching Are You Serious? of the live show gives it a like and a follow. <laughs> but here's what it should be. And here's why I believe that it should be this, not due to the fact, due to the simple fact that this is just the truth. And if you need the facts, I'll go and give them to you. But if what we're saying over the last 10 years is the truth, here's what the truth is. The first tier is going to be Bama, Georgia, and LSU. Now, again, you can make the argument for Georgia like Doobie did, and he made a strong case. But when you get to a title and you win another one and you haven't had a losing season, okay, you're there. And, and even I saw Doobie on Twitter where he said that we're talking about the elite programs right now. So is it last 10 years or elite programs right now? So if it's elite programs right now, how in blue Rudy Poo is LSU not in there? Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense. I mean, it's what, they it, just it, went he, 15 he, and 0 and won a national championship and set <laughs> damn near he, every he's record. Doing that for, he's doing it for likes and hatred so people will follow him. But number one, Bama, Georgia, and LSU. Now, number two, the contenders. If we're going to sit here and act like Florida with everything that they're doing and how good Dan Mullen's doing right now is not a contender, you're outside your mind. I said today on Bill is King or Bill King's show, WNSR, Nashville Radio, Nashville Sports Radio, of all the games that scare me for LSU next season is going to Gainesville. Going to Gainesville always scares the bejesus out of me. Can I make one comment real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So if you want to talk about last decade, Georgia has beat LSU once by three points in 2013. And if and you look at the scores. They beat Florida? Well, yeah, they up with uh, Florida. <laughs> but but, and, but no, and, I'm just saying, like, up. if you want to take the – that's why what I was saying is take out Georgia, put LSU. You got last year – SEC championship, thirty-seven to ten. Two thousand eighteen, when when they rolled, what it, what did they Doobie, roll? Do we transition to where they can see you? Uh, I believe they were number two or number three when we played that game in uh, mid to early they were October. Number two. Yeah, and LSU thirty, okay, thirty-six, sixteen. The only time they they have won was two thousand and eight. No, two thousand thirteen, hmm. forty-four to forty-one. But look. Oh, I remember that was Zach Mettenberger. Zach Mettenberger going to Athens and wasn't able to pull it out. But look, look at this trend. Three of the four games, it was almost blowouts. I mean, the SEC championship. By LSU. Yeah, they scored 10, mm -hmm. 10 on us. Now, do me a favor, Doobie. Look at the record between Georgia and Florida over the last 10 years, and I want to make a point there because I did look that up. Yeah, Georgia's definitely uh, on top on that one. But in number two, the other team as contenders, it's going to be Auburn. Auburn is really average or maybe a little below average or they're really damn good. Now, I know I've put a lot of, a lot of clout into this guy, but Chad Morris is a new offensive coordinator there. Look, a very good offensive mind when he was at Clemson, unless I act like he's still not a good offensive mind. 
And now Gus Malzahn's still there. Doobie, let me know when you have it. Yep, pulling it up right now. But they are contenders. You have a true freshman quarterback coming back in a sophomore season who can do a lot of wonders. Stephen Miller said LSU at Georgia that 2013 year was absolute shootout. It was. And God, did I feel bad for Zach Mettenberger that year too. By the way, and we're going to touch on this. We're going to touch on this because I just played this game the other day. NCAA 2014 played it today. First time I played a video game in 66 years. We're going to talk about that. Tier three, good A&M and Kentucky. Now you might be asking yourself A&M. Well, look, they're good. I mean, look, I get that they went seven and five last season, but they're still not in that tier where they're losing. They're having losing seasons. Now you're going to sit back here, and where I think I'm going to get the most pushback is Kentucky. But under Stoops, they have done a lot of wonders. Doobie, did you have that? Yeah. Did you have that? What so, is it? so Georgia's leading in the past decade, six to four. <laughs> so. They're still beating Florida yeah, six of four, and let and and now here's another shootout that's coming. Yeah, and they only so, had two games out of the past ten years that were like semi decent games or close. The other ones were, <laughs> well, I say two. You can maybe say last year twenty four seventeen, but overall it was kind of like LSU Georgia. Even though that game was twenty four seventeen last year, Florida didn't have a shot. Yeah, they were. score. The score does not dictate that game. Yeah, that was a slow game, man. Very slow. Jacob Samuelson says, damn, you're old. I guess you're talking about the 66-year comment. You're right. But Tier 3 being Kentucky, look, Lynn Bowden coming in for an injured quarterback, doing what he did, was very good. Look, they've had very winning seasons. They've been very competitive in the East. Very competitive. My Tier 4 is below average, obviously. Mississippi State, Missouri, South Carolina, Mississippi. (laughs) Tell me how those four teams aren't below average. And the ones that just simply aren't good, if you're talking about this year, and Vince Norman, I see you, Arkansas fan, but the teams that just aren't good, especially right now, Arkansas and Vandy. Now, Vandy's never been good. Vandy is not going to be relevant when it comes to football in the SEC. And Arkansas has got a lot of, a lot of ground to make up. Look, I, 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 and Doobie's going to laugh at this, but I, I made the comparison the other day that LSU has more guys drafted in this year's draft at 14 than what Arkansas has wins in the last three, in last three seasons. You could say the same about Vandy. So when you have more draft picks than a team has wins in three seasons, <laughs> you are trash. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think, what we get, what are we gonna give Mason one more year if he has a, another losing season? You think that's it? Puffy vest? Uh, I mean, I know they don't the expect question. much because they're uh, quote unquote baseball. But here's but the question: Who do you go get? I know James Franklin is an outlier. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I'm not sure, but I think that's a good. I think it's a good question. He's definitely on the hot seat, dudes. They can go definitely get Chad Morris. <laughs> We talked about that, huh? Good old Chad Morris. God, he was horrible. <laughs> hey, you know what? As crazy as that sounds, as crazy as that sounds, Auburn wins the SEC West by barring some crazy, you know, he's going to get another head coaching job. Now, it might not be next season. He does elite stuff at Auburn. 
you're gonna sit here and tell me he's not gonna get Lane Kiffin got another head yeah, coaching. Yeah, but if job. he if he gets another head coaching, I don't think it's gonna be power five. I think he's gonna have to go to a smaller conference a few years. And if he succeeds, kind of like Kiffin did with uh, Florida. Yeah, but that's Atlantic. different. Kiffin has a lot of baggage for him. Kiffin's tweeting people and and telling Mike Leach on Twitter that Mississippi State is trash. So I think that there's more that comes with Lane Kiffin and the violations and the Twitter and the recruiting scandals than what a Chad Morris does. When you talk about Power Five, they, like for example, David Cutcliffe at Duke is on his last leg. You think that you think a team like Duke wouldn't go get him? Yeah. Well, the real question is, I wonder if Kiffin has a burner phone. You think so? <laughs> He's, I think so. He's the type of guy, dude, getting He's in the escorts, recruiting away. He's definitely got a burner phone. But guys, as we go on, I just wanted to give my tear. I thought that that tear of SEC was completely idiotic. Completely idiotic. I see a couple of you. Doobie, I just got a text. Another text that says they love seeing you, you your pretty face coming in. So, so getting you get my face off of there. But I, when I saw that tear on Twitter, I'm like, you, you got to be kidding me. You have to absolutely be kidding me. Everyone that's joining, Alex... We appreciate you joining Vince Norman. Go ahead and hit that like and hit that share. We greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and share to your page, share to some groups. We greatly, greatly appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Before we get to the next one, go ahead and, as I mentioned earlier, give our guys at GM Varno and Sons a like and follow for any automotive needs. We read off to you earlier everything that they do. Any automotive needs, give them a call. They will take care of you. Tell them that Blake Rafino from Are You Serious sent you. You can call them today. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Give Mr. GM Varnado and Trey Varnado a call. They will definitely, definitely hook you up. So, Doobie, I saw this today. That some reason and somehow the topic got brought up. That LSU, other than outside of transfers, has not developed the quarterback that they've signed. Now, they have a good point. They have a very, very good point. But the question that I have is, is of LSU's last two quarterbacks, who, yes, have been transfers, have they not been developed? So... Well, I'm just talking about quarterbacks in general. Okay, so Joe Burrow, who arguably had the best season in college football history from a quarterback with 60 touchdowns, and or 60 passing touchdowns and 65 touchdowns, says that Steve Insminger, Joe Brady, and George Munoz was a big reason as to why his development took a leap from the first year at LSU to the second. So is that not development? Dude, you can't deny that. I mean, if you look at his uh, his film when he was in high school, he's he was a very good quarterback, very competitive. I mean, he's a winner. But now look, look, I can make a small argument. A lot of people seem to uh, miss that last year, dude, he, he, he was good. We had a lot of drop passes. But if you look yeah, at last you year, the, you had the NCAA and drop passes. Well, I mean, dude, and they had, he had some perfect passes. It was just like dropped. It's like, man. But yes, as far as from last year to this year, I mean, you can't argue that 
Yeah, he was very much developed. I mean, and Stephen Miller inside Facebook. I see you guys on Twitter. This is new that we're going on Twitter. So you got to give me you got to give me some time to 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 key over to my guys on Twitter. But Stephen Miller makes a great point. I can greatly argue that Burrow was definitely developed at LSU. And I, to 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 second what Stephen Miller just said inside Facebook was is that tell me that Danny Eckling wasn't developed at LSU. Now, again, I get the fact when you sign a quarterback out of high school that there could be some argument as to the fact that you have not developed a starter. Well, look, I, I want to bring up some the Ohio, uh, Ohio State fans. When he came to LSU, it was, oh, that's just our second thir- or third string washed up quarterback. And now they're claiming it. Oh, now they're like, oh, man, that's Ohio. He's a Buckeye. You see, it's like, well, man, because LSU developed him or right. better but developed to, him, now y'all want to claim him. To go off, and that's a good point, dude. I mean, that's a great point. But here, here is going to be the telltale sign. The telltale sign as to the argument. Oh, well, Joe Burrow was developed at Ohio State. Danny Eglin was developed at Purdue for one season that he played. That's a stupid argument. See, like, do you agree about Mettenberger and Georgia developing? Uh, well, that might no, be. No, he was only there for one season. But Yeah, but I don't know, me, man. Let we me, did let have me Miles. Finish, <laughs> let me finish this thought here. But the question and where I'm going with all of this is, where I'm going with all of this is, is the telltale sign will be one Miles Brennan. Devin Steve says that, damn, that's a setup, Dibby. But listen, <laughs> but listen, the telltale sign of the development of a quarterback, if you're going to make that argument, it's going to be Miles Brennan. So a guy that's been there for two, three, four years, and guys that will continue to be there two, three, four years. That's where the development is going to be. You cannot convince me that a guy that did not start at Ohio State had more development on the bench from Urban Meyer not and, and a guy who didn't have a lot of hands-on and, and arguably wasn't even the second-best quarterback to them and, argu- and was not second on the depth chart to them that he was developed more at Ohio State than he was at Louisiana State University. That is a dumb, dumb, dumb argument. A very dumb argument. Yeah, I want to make another thing is what I cannot stand is Justin Fields was at Georgia. So it's perfectly okay for them to get a transfer, but it's not okay for LSU to get Burrow from Ohio State. Like when the tables turn or you flip-flop it, you, well, if, if I give them the same thing, so are you, are you going to give Georgia credit? You know well, what I mean? You can, like, you can because, because of the fact that Justin Fields in that scenario came in and did really well after one season. Where I'm sitting here and I say, well, Ellis, well here's, the, and here's the argument. And let me run with this one. But here's the argument. Is it that 2018, everyone said that Joe Burrow was not a good quarterback. He was subpar. He was average and didn't do good. So then now, all of a sudden, you say it's Joe Brady and Joe Brady's system that came in that developed him. Oh, wait. What's the key word there? Developed. Yeah, and then he came on campus, what, like three weeks before the season started last year? I mean, about a month, about a month and a half. About a month and a half. But at, at the end of the day, 
LSU, here's, and how many times do I have to say this during a week? How many times do I have to say this during a week that we have to stop as LSU fans, we have to stop comparing what's going on at LSU right now to what happened with LSU under Les Miles. You have to stop that. Because I could make the damn good argument, the damn good argument, and don't tell me that Matt Flynn is a Les Miles quarterback, but I can make the damn good argument that Ed Orgeron in the last 20 years has had better quarterbacks in those in the years that he's been the head coach at LSU than what Les did. So the offensive coordinator for most of those times that, that, that he's been there has been one Steve Insminger. Yeah, I was about to say Flynn would have been a Saban. A former, a former LSU quarterback. Everyone join us, hit that like and share. But that's just the point. Don't tell me that, that Steve Insminger is not developing quarterbacks when the last two quarterbacks you have and have had have done better than your regime before. We have to stop this Les Miles Ed Orgeron thing. It's annoying and it's just idiotic. Yeah, and uh, a lot of I see a lot of people are kind of comparing. They're like, "Well, man, if it was a Joe Brady, why did we go scoreless two years to Alabama?" And to me, it's like, "Well, man, our O line was banged up, or we didn't have a great O line. They had no protect. The quarterback had no protection." Well, I mean, the O line was like absolutely on another level in 2019. Then in just versus, you know, 18, I mean, dude. I mean, that's a good point. But regardless, development over one team doesn't show the rest of the 11. You know, like one team development doesn't show what when you can't score points against Jacksonville State. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, to me, it just doesn't, it doesn't show that. Yeah, I'm just no. I was just like, just based off reading comments in the past, like I've seen that yeah. comparison and... But guys, we're going to go ahead and end it here because we, we've been on for a little while, about 45 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and end it here. We're going to go ahead and end it here. Before we do that, Mike Bazil, financial advisor, give him a call today. 504. Yeah, that's right. 504-343-1576. It's 504-343-1576. I know, I messed that one up. Try, tongue twister. 1576, give them a call today. So something I've been talking about a lot, something that I've been talking about a lot is this NIL, the the name, image, and likeness that got passed by the NCAA, or not passed yet, but it's going to be passed, that they're trying to pay the players for name, image, and likeness. Now listen, it's coming, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Now, it's estimated, again, as I've mentioned in the past, that Joe Burrow estimated LSU $36 million. $36 million. But the NCAA came out with a statement yesterday in reference to, and I'm going to focus on one part, third-party groups, meaning like a NCAA video game. And it, Hold on one sec. NCAA video game that is a part of a third group, third party group that would be associated with that. Now the US Senate, the US Senate came out and wrote a very lengthy statement to President 
Mark Emmer, saying that the U.S. Senate Senate declares that the framework proposed in the final report of the NIL, the National Letter of Intent third-party endorsements, is not only biased, but inconceivable. So with that being said, the NCAA would go on, I mean, the U.S. Senate would go on to say that the NCAA, that they feel that they're making strides, but it's not good, good enough. And I agree with them because technically, what is a third party? So you're saying that players can get paid by third party car dealerships so on and so forth. Name the business, they can do it, a restaurant, whatever it may be. But now they can't get paid by a third party like an NCAA football game. (laughs) That's why I said last week that it made no sense of what they're saying. And the U.S. Senate, for once in their lives, and once once that I can remember, the U.S. Senate is finally doing something that's going to benefit America. Now, I'm probably biased on that. I know I'm definitely biased on that. But you cannot convince me. You cannot convince me, as I mentioned, the game Madden has been doing it for years, and every player that's on a team and a free agency gets paid the same. Now, the NCAA came out and said that, well, there's no collective bargaining agreement so that we can't do it. And again, my argument is sitting here saying, well, then what is the NCAA? You're a governing body, just like what the collective bargaining agreement in the NFLPA and Roger Goodell, what they are. Good on the U.S. Senate coming back and firing at the NCAA mid-pandemic, mid-pandemic, telling them that it's not right, and it's not. So you mean to tell me that a guy can go out and sell shirts, but he can't make uh, money off a video game for his name, image, and likeness? So let me tell you what's going to happen. EA Sports is going to bring back the game with the same logos and everything with the same teams, and they're not going to have the same the, the real players on there. So what's going to happen? A guy that's very creative like Doobie Lane is going to go where I can download the roster, all the roster, and download and download the current roster and continue to play the game, and there's nothing that you can do about it. But you know why? Because players are now getting played for their name, image, and likeness. So now the NCAA knowing this says, well, we don't believe that they should knowing good and damn well that knowing good and damn well that these kids, they don't want them to be paid. You think the U.S. Senate doesn't know that? You think I'm the only person sitting up here saying that? You're outside your mind. Doobie, you said you had something on that. What is it? Yes, I was reading uh, yesterday, kind of randomly uh, came across this, but uh, old Fonbon seems to think he it like I don't want to say it wouldn't surprise him, but he's kind of at the point where the Power Five commissioners can all come together and just completely separate from the NCAA. I mean, there's a big article about it, but say if that were to happen, well, I did hear that, and that's a damn good point, Dibby. A damn good point. But the problem with that is, everyone join us, hit that like and hit that chair. The problem with that is, is you need a a, a party that's separate from all of that, that 
excuse me, guys, that can govern, right? Because if they all separate and the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, is allowed to do whatever he wants to do for SEC schools, you think, do you really think that he's not going to let a lot of things go? That's what I'm saying. You would have to have one person oh, at least to oversee all five of them what? to make the final to make I don't know if you want to say fair, but like the SEC, it's obviously it's self sufficient. Big Ten self sufficient money wise. Well then the, again I, and when I heard that too, Dibby, I I thought to myself, well then what's the NCAA? You know, I thought it was an interesting article. Like say if something like I did that too. were you know were to happen, the 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 thoughts running through my head is like, man, can uh, can LSU just be like, Man, I'll give you a hundred grand, come on, or you know, you what are the what are the rules like? Will they have any kind of set standards? Or I wouldn't know how it worked because you know we haven't seen something like that. I just simple. I thought it was very interesting that he put out a statement or talked about something like that. I am too. I am too. But I think just at the end of the day, I just think at the end of the day that it doesn't make any sense that. Look, they can't get rid of the NCAA. They can't do that. It makes no sense for them to do that. Okay? But however, however, it does make a lot of sense that you have a governing body, but the NCAA sometimes just makes very dumb decisions. Yeah, so uh, just kind of like quoting from the article says, I think the five commissioners and there's some other people involved in that conversation every day, including Notre Dame Bon Bon said, I think they will make the decision, but it will be universal. I think the issues for the sec and the ACC and the big 10 are fairly similar, but the PAC 12 issues are really different primarily because of what the governors out there are saying. They're actually saying the PAC 12 coming into this football season is in they're in jeopardy more than any other conference because of, you know, California with the whole COVID-19, like they sound like they're in trouble, but well, we'll they're definitely uh, in trouble. And you have a team like USC that just had to pay $300 million in scholarship tuitions back. Yeah. yeah but we'll like, but uh, that, that, that won't work. That won't work though. The reason it won't work is because again, regardless. So you're, so what Greg's, I mean, what, Paul Feinbaum is saying is, is that the conferences all have to come together to name one person to govern a body. Well, let's, let's go back and think of what the conferences did because the NCAA does not run college, the college football playoff. They came up with a college football playoff committee. Correct. And that has been trash. So you mean to tell me that those five commissioners are going to come up with one guy that they all agree with who won't let things slide because he's getting paid by the conferences? Yeah, that's a tough one, By man. the power five? So then what do you do with the non-power five? Oh, I know. I the know. It's just... You know, you ha- the NCAA, look, at the end of the day, the NCAA is not going away, nor should it. Yeah, it's a little far-fetched. It's, it's extremely far-fetched. Extremely far-fetched. But at the end of the, and it's a good, it's a great point that you bring up, Doobie, because I thought it was just as interesting as you did. But Feinbaum's wrong there, Paul. Yeah, and he's known to kind of stir the pot. You know how I mean? I, I he's doing have that because he's in quarantine and he ain't yeah. got nothing else to do. And you know, good and dang well, he's drinking on him some Tennessee whiskey. My name's Blake Rafino, guys. 
This is Are You Serious? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.